0: This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street Maidstone. bluebutterfly.co.uk Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Thursday, August the 12th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Has it been a bit of an anxious day in your household then? GCSE results are out, and if you were collecting them or waiting for someone to get them, we really do hope you're pleased with what you've got. And coming up, I've got details on where to get advice on what to do next. But first up, details on the results themselves. And for the first time, they're out just two days after the A level grades were announced. And just like A levels, they've been decided by teacher assessments rather than exams. Tests were cancelled because of the pandemic and an incredibly disrupted 16 months or so of learning for teenagers. Across the country, almost 29% have got one of the top three grades which is up 2.7% on last year and school leaders say it is a fair and accurate reflection of their performance. Alan Brooks is chair of the Kent Association of Head Teachers.
2: This has been an enormously difficult time for students and for staff in all of the schools uh, obviously because of the disruption because of the fact that different schools have been shut at different times different bubbles have been closed we've had remote learning taking place so very very hard for everyone to get to the point that they've got to with the results that are, that are coming out regarding gcses what is interesting is of course some subjects lend themselves more to remote learning than other subjects do so it's been very difficult for science for the arts subjects in terms of music and drama and so on they've had to change the syllabus for those so teachers and schools have had to work incredibly hard to make certain that the results that are coming out are as accurate and fair as they possibly can be and and i can assure people they will.
0: So we've been out and about across the county to find out how some of you got on. Tom at Dolan has picked up his GCSE results from Sutton Valence School near Maidstone.
2: This co- past couple of years have been a very interesting few, to say the least. I think the uncertainty has been very difficult to get through for many of us. Uh, thanks to the efforts of my staff, my teachers and the school, online learning allowed us to push through what has been a difficult but in the end very successful two years of GCSEs and although towards the end it was getting quite difficult it was definitely worth it
1: and I'm very pleased with my results.
0: And let's hear it from his head teacher James Thomas. It's fantastic
1: seeing all the joy today with so many students picking up these excellent results and sharing those results with their parents who supported them so well over the last few months. We're incredibly proud of what the students have managed to achieve here, and my colleagues have worked amazingly hard behind the scenes. So many students have done very well, and we really hope that this gives them a great springboard for their future in the sixth form and life beyond.
0: We've also been along to Maidstone Grammar School. Mark Tompkins is the headmaster there.
2: Well, again, we are delighted with this year's results. Uh, 62% of all grades were levels 7, 8, and 9, and 40% of all grades were 8 and 9. 54 students got uh, eight subjects, at least a level eight and two of our students got uh, level nines across the board. So we're delighted with the results, and these results reflect the hard work staff and students have done over a very challenging year.
0: Well, the results are out slightly earlier this year to give you a bit more time to appeal if you're not happy with the grades that you've got, and then obviously make a decision on what you want to do next. And if you have just collected your results, do make sure that you tune in to our sister radio station, KMFM, tonight from 7 for the GCSE Surgery. Emma Jo is going to be joined by guests from EKC Group of colleges to chat about your options you can head to kmfm.co.uk listen via the app or your smart speaker the Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. Other top stories today and a woman who died in a crash outside Victoria Railway Station in London has been named as a 32-year-old from Raynham. Melissa Burr was killed when a bus collided with the back of another one on Tuesday. Two other people were injured. Her family have released this statement. Lucy's read it for us. We're absolutely devastated by the loss and the hole this incident has left in our lives. Melissa was a kind and thoughtful 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 soul had a quirky charm with such a bright future ahead of her. As a family, we naturally want to understand how such a tragedy occurred, but for now we just want time and space to mourn our beautiful Melissa and send her to rest with her late father. Well, an investigation is continuing to find out how the crash happened. Detective Constable Chris May says he's very keen to hear from any witnesses who've not yet spoken with police. We've got details on how to contact them on the story at Kent Online. Hundreds of people have gathered to pay tribute to a Canterbury teenager who died in a crash 18-year-old Ed Glover was driving home from a cricket match when he collided with another car in Upper Harbledown last month. A man and teenage boy have been arrested following a police chase in Medway. A helicopter was called to assist officers after a vehicle failed to stop in Rochester yesterday. It was followed to Walden, and a 31- and 17-year-old remain in custody. An update now following a huge fire involving a fuel tanker in West Kent. The A21 at Lamberhurst reopened overnight. At Kent Online, you can see people Pictures and video of the blaze which broke out at around midday yesterday. No one's thought to have been injured, but the road had to be resurfaced. Next today, and a Kent homeless charity fears a surge in the number of people on the streets when the furlough scheme ends. The government system of supporting workers by helping companies to pay wages during the pandemic finishes next month. It's thought there could be an increase in redundancies when the payments are completely phased out. Terry Gore is from Catching Lives in Canton Debris. He's been speaking to Ish.
3: The changes that have been imposed on businesses uh, and the limitations that have been imposed on businesses over the lockdown have, have, have obviously, you know, put in a lot of pressure on businesses. And the furlough scheme have, have allowed them to keep staff on. I mean, we've used it um, uh, for a couple of our staff, um, and uh, it, it has made a difference to our finances and I'm sure it's made a di- difference to a lot of businesses finances uh, with the and with the approaching end of um, the, uh, the furlough scheme it, it's going to have an impact I mean now those businesses will have to make decisions about redundancy um, and uh, I think uh, you know we're going to see a fair few people made redundant as a consequence of, uh, of the end of the furlough scheme.
1: And do you think that
3: could extend to more people sleeping rough oh absolutely um you know one of the you know i've worked here 14 years over you know loss of job um and loss of income um has often been a cause of people rough sleeping because you know once you lose your job can you then afford your rent um and the, the the local housing allowance um almost never pays the whole of your rent and, and so many people then don't have um, the resources, because so many people just live sort of month to month. Um, so many people, their financial situation, even if they're fully employed, is precarious. And uh, it is, without doubt, it will have an impact. How quickly that will be will depend on, you know, a, a number of variables. But I, I would be un, unsurprised to see a considerable increase in the in homeless people and rough sleeper numbers by christmas do you think right now there are a lot of people as we come towards the end of the furlough scheme who are who are worried yeah, without question i mean one of, we're seeing people contact us who are concerned about losing their accommodation and asking you know what assistance we can offer and what their options are we have um you know we're seeing people come to us who are accommodated but uh, are looking for support to help them maintain that accommodation. It may be they've got problems with benefits, they've got problems with losing hours at work, and don't know how they're going to afford their rent. And so we are getting lots of inquiries from people asking for information and asking what support is available. But sadly, I mean, you know, the the, the austerity agenda since 2010 has meant that you know a lot of support services have been cut, have been reduced. Um, And uh, we do what we can to offer people support. But, uh, you know, we can't fill the the hundreds of millions, you know, that that has, you know, I mean, just as an example, in in 2010, the the budget for homelessness services in England was 1.2 to 1.3 billion. Um, Our government is currently talking about how it's spending 750 million on homelessness a year in England. Well, that's great, but that's a 450 million, 500 million gap. So that, and with the increase in you know costs and inflation over the years that that that's a, a pretty big hole in homelessness services Kent online news
0: a family of a teenager who died at a young offenders institution in Medway have criticized failings in communication and observation 16-year-old Caden Stewart had a brain hemorrhage at HMP Cookhamwood after complaining about a headache and chest pains an inquest has heard there was inadequate reporting and insufficient communication between between prison officers and healthcare staff before his death which was from natural causes. A prison service spokesman says they'll look at recommendations from the coroner's report. There have been more cases of coronavirus at Napier Barracks in Folkestone which is being used to house asylum seekers. Nearly 200 people caught Covid during an outbreak at the site earlier this year with many claiming the accommodation was unsuitable. Well, the Home Office has confirmed a small number of new infections have been identified but insist safety measures are being Followed. Meantime, data suggests the relaxation of coronavirus restrictions hasn't caused a surge in cases or hospitalisations in Kent. Infection rates across the county have actually dropped over the past month, with just over 4,000 people testing positive in the week to last Friday. 107 patients are currently in hospital with COVID, and five deaths were recorded in the seven days to July the 30th. About three quarters of adults in Kent have now had both doses of a vaccine. Student accommodation in Canterbury looks set to become the city's latest summer hotel. Alma Court on Military Road opened in 2019 and has almost 200 bedrooms that are used by students during the academic year. The building's owners want to offer it to tourists and visitors between July and September, but residents are concerned as it doesn't have any space for parking. A woman's recovering after being barged over as she walked her dog in Gillingham. She suffered a black eye after hitting a bin when it happened at the junction of Windmill Road and Long Hill Avenue. It was all caught on camera doorbell and the footage has been released to try and catch the culprit. You can see it at Kent Online. Kent
1: Online reports.
0: Now, if the weather's OK tonight, we could well see a meteor shower in Kent. Astronomers reckon it'll be the best of the year. Professor Michael Smith is a meteor expert from the University of Kent He's been speaking with Joe from our colleagues at KMTV and told him exactly what we should look out for.
1: If you look into the northeast part of the sky, you should be able to see a little W-shaped of stars called Cassiopeia. And just below that is where Perseus. And from that region, we call that the radiant, we should be able to see some shooting stars um, radiate away from that quite a lot, because this this shower is um, it's very strong. When you see all
3: those, or looking at some pictures from previous ones, it almost looks like several planes flying over the sky, doesn't it? So what is this per se meteor shower then, and how does it occur?
1: It's when the Earth passes through the path of a comet. This one is called Comet Swift-Tuttle, which last time came past us in 1992, it it, it passes each 133 years, and it leaves behind a trail of dust and pebbles, and each year we cut through that path, and each time we do it, these pebbles and dust grains get caught up in our atmosphere, and for a few seconds, passing it tens of kilometres per second, they burn up, creating these very bright, light lasting just one or two seconds um, as it burns up in our atmosphere. As you approach midnight, so after 10 o'clock, towards 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and there's no new moon this year, it's a new moon, so the moon goes down just after the sun has gone down. So that is fantastic. It's going to be a very dark sky. It should be easy to see the shooting stars. They can be anywhere in the sky. If The radiant is there in the northeast, but in any part of the sky, You can see them as these Grains of dust pass through the Earth's
0: atmosphere. And finally, thirteen thousand pounds is going to be spent on refurbishing a parade of shops in Tunbridge. Most of the seven retail units in railway approach have been empty for some time and have fallen into disrepair. They're going to be spruced up as part of a longer-term plan.
1: Kent Online Sport.
0: Football and Gillingham are hoping to add to their squad, but it's unlikely to be until after the weekend. Boss Steve Evans says he's managed to pull in a favour from a Premier League site. Nine permanent deals and two low agreements have been made this summer but the manager says more are needed and he's particularly keen to recruit a forward cricket and Zach Crawley has been dropped from the England side for the second test against India he only managed a total of 33 runs in both innings of the first game and weeks after golf's open championship at Sandwich the European Tour comes to the county it's taking place at the London Golf Club not far from Brands Hatch with some of the proceeds from ticket sales going to frontline workers well that's all for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can download the IM news app, and that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. To do that, just head to subsaver.co.uk. News
1: you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar, and place to meet on Earl Street Maidstone, blue butterfly.co.uk.